As Chris said a little while ago, uh, my name is Andy. I'm the pastor of Wyckoff Reformed Church on the other side of town. And it's great to be with you, not just because we did this service sort of awkwardly on Zoom last year, um, but it's just great to be with you and to worship together with brothers and sisters from other congregations from around the area and to come tonight not because we have to or are supposed to, but to come and seek the Lord. It's good to be with you. As we turn to open scriptures here in just a second, I want to invite you to lift up your hearts with me in prayer. Lord, it's in your light that we see light. It's in your truth that we find freedom and in your way that we find peace. So come and shine upon us, we pray, that we might see you and follow after. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you to now do whatever you need to do in order to listen well. Maybe that's take a deep breath. Maybe it's take five. Maybe it's set aside something that your mind is fixated on at the moment. Maybe it's lean in a little bit. Maybe it's close your eyes. Maybe it's to leave your palms open on your lap to receive from the Lord. Do whatever you need to do to listen well to these words from the book that we love. Be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. Whenever you give to the poor, don't blow your trumpet as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may get praise from people. I assure you, that's the only reward they'll get. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you may give to the poor in secret. And your Father, who sees what you do in secret, will reward you. When you pray... Don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people will see them. I assure you that's the only reward they'll get. But when you pray, go to your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is present in that secret place. Your Father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. And when you fast, don't put on a sad face like the hypocrites. They distort their faces so that people will know they're fasting. I assure you that they have their reward. When you fast, brush your hair and wash your face. Then you won't look like you're fasting to people, but only to your Father who is present in that secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So this is the part of the service where we find out that all those who chose to come forward to get ashes on their forehead have actually failed the test. You can go home. If you were smart enough to stay and not show off your religion to other people, then you can stay. We'll have a closet for you to go and pray in secret a little bit later to finish up the service. Don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. I'm kidding, but it is interesting that this is the passage for today, right? 
that this day when Christians are probably most visible out in the world with ash smeared on our foreheads, that today this is our scripture passage. And it's not one that I picked. It's from the Revised Common Lectionary. It's the gospel passage for Ash Wednesday and actually for every Ash Wednesday. In the three-year cycle, they always give us this gospel text. And I don't think that's because the good folks at the Revised Common Lectionary are trying to get rid of the millennia-old tradition of putting ashes on our foreheads to get us back to worshiping in secret somewhere locked behind doors in our own homes. I think there's a deeper reason. Today marks the beginning of the season of Lent, as you've heard. Traditionally, a penitential season. Repentance. We prepare ourselves for Easter. We enter the hard work of self-examination. We seek to be honest about our brokenness and our sin, and we turn away from it. And the way many of us enter into that work is by entering into spiritual disciplines. Chris gave a compelling call to do just that earlier. Fasting, sure, but other disciplines as well. And I would say, if I had to guess, that the next seven weeks we'll see more Christians trying on more spiritual practices than any other season of our year. And this text stands as a warning label over the entrance, then, of this season. Be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. And then Jesus goes on to rail against showy religion, whether it's our giving, our prayer, our fasting. Each time he warns, don't do it in front of people. That's the only reward you'll get. Instead, do it in secret, and your heavenly Father who sees what you do in that secret place will reward you. At one level, we can get behind Jesus on this, right? If we were there, we would have rolled our eyes with him at the hypocrites Jesus is describing, their gaudy shows of their giving and generosity, making sure everyone knows how great of a prayer they are, bragging about their incredible spirituality and heroic disciplines of fasting. But I'm not sure we want to go all the way with Jesus on it, do we? I mean, we often assume that our worship services are our primary means of evangelism in our communities. We pray before meals as public witness to Jesus. We may want people to know we support a ministry or that we tithe to encourage them to be more generous themselves or to join into the giving. And if you've been reading the Sermon on the Mount, Go back and look at chapter 5. Jesus just told us, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who's in heaven. We'd be right to assume the best way to witness to our faith is to live our spiritual life publicly for all to see. Let your light shine, Jesus just said. But then now he says, not so fast. Let your giving, your praying, and your fasting, three of our central spiritual practices, let them be a complete secret. Don't even let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. So which is it? Do we let our light shine, or do we do this in secret, Jesus? 
I think a careful reading of the Sermon on the Mount will help. So go home later tonight or tomorrow and read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But after Jesus tells us to let our light shine, he launches into various descriptions of our social relationships. He talks about anger and hatred toward others, lust, adultery. He talks about what it means to give our word or pledge something, about turning our other cheek, loving our enemies. In these social practices, he tells us to let our light shine. But in the practices we're told to keep secret, we might call those the spiritual practices. Giving alms, praying, fasting, practices that are meant to shape how we relate to God, not neighbors. And whenever we enter into those spiritual practices, we're in some dangerous territory. Danger because we're social creatures, not nearly the rugged individuals we want to pretend to be, but we spend much of our lives looking at others around us and seeing how they're looking back at us, trying to get approval and attention. Just look at the power of social media's like buttons and all of our anxious seeking for shares and likes and views, assuming any attention we can wrestle from the world around us is somehow an indicator of our own worth. And Jesus knows our hearts. He was made like us in every way. And these practices meant to draw us into union with God quickly become corrupted by our desire for attention and approval and an audience. And suddenly, instead of focusing on God, we find that we're practicing our religion as a sort of performance for the people around us. Hypocrite, which Jesus uses in all three of these, is a term for Greek theater actors. Those who perform their religion for the applause and acclaim of others. And maybe it's not even others, maybe it's yourself. We want to make sure our left hand knows what our right hand's doing so we can pat ourselves on the back, right? On how generous we've been. By how faithful and steadfast we've been in prayer by how spiritual we are. There's a great line from Holden Caulfield in J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye. Uh, he says this, You do something good, then after a while, if you don't watch it, you start showing off. And then you're not as good anymore. The unfortunate truth that Jesus understood all too well, is that it's easy to be good at all the image aspects of following God. To look the part or to show off. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything for the substance of it. And so just as he does throughout the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus counsels drastic action. Keep your giving a secret. Don't even let your left hand know what your right does. When you pray, do it behind locked doors. If you fast, do your hair and makeup so no one has any idea you're doing it. Keep these spiritual practices an absolute secret. Don't breathe a whisper to the world because if you're doing it all in secret, you have to focus on God. There's no other possible reward for it. And Jesus says you're going to get a reward. Either way, he says, there's a reward involved. Spiritual practices pay. 
Practicing religion will bring a reward. The question is, from whom? And you get to pick. And only one. So what will it be? You can broadcast your spirituality to the world, slip in the fact that you're praying in conversation, make sure to mention how hard it is to give up chocolate or alcohol or carbs just so other people know you're doing something. Or make sure they know you're like fasting, fasting, because you're someone who takes Lent really seriously. You can put it out there for attention and approval, and you will get it, right? People will be impressed. You'll get a reward. But Jesus says that's the only reward you'll get. You'll have missed the other reward the better reward. You'll have missed the notice of your Father, your Heavenly Father, your Creator, the one for whom all our hearts long, whether we've learned to name that longing or not. Your Father who sees what you do, not out on the street corners or on Instagram, but in secret. That's where His eye will meet yours. That's where you will find his gaze, his notice. That's where you will find yourself lost in the presence of the one who is unbounded love. So at home, going to bed right around now, I have twins that are four and a half. Um, And one of the things I hear most often at home, other than screaming, is, Dad, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Dad, can I tell you something? I have no idea where they picked it up, but I've learned that it's their way of getting my attention. It's their way of making sure I'm there with them, that I'm noticing them, listening to them, that I'm there for whatever it is they have to say or share or do with me. And what is better for any child than the loving attention and presence of a parent? What better reward could there be? These verses in Matthew 6 are often considered to be warnings about what not to do as we practice our piety and follow Jesus. And they are a warning of sorts. But as we enter into this season of Lent, don't miss the incredible promise that Jesus holds out to us tonight that your Father, your Heavenly Father, the one for whom your heart yearns, that your Father sees what you do in secret and will reward you. As good Reformed Christians, we're a little leery about that reward part. We're saved by grace, through faith, not by works, so no one can boast. Yet Jesus says it three times. Your Father sees what you do in that secret place and will reward you. What a remarkable promise held out as we enter this season. Our God delights in us when we seek out his attention, when we seek out his presence, his notice. As Jesus will say in just a few verses, ask and you'll receive. 
Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for these promises that we hear in your word tonight. For the promise that you see what we do in secret. That as we seek you, you come and find us. That as we give ourselves into these practices, we will find you. That when we turn aside from the attention of those around us, from seeking applause and acclaim, from even proving to ourselves how good we can be, that therein lies your notice, your presence. So come, Jesus, in these days and weeks to come, come and meet us in that secret place as we give ourselves again to you May we find the door opened before us. In your name we pray. Amen.